Sometimes life just sucks, and sometimes it freaking rocks. We will discuss all the things from family and real estate to travel and just life in general. So take a seat, or don't, you do you, and welcome to the Lumbadass Podcast. Okay, welcome to the first official full episode of the Lumbadass Podcast. Naturally, I would want my work wife to come and do this with me, right? Like this is how she is affectionately known to me because she quite literally is all the things that I am not. So we make a good team. We make a good balance. So please welcome Nicole Segretto. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Are you nervous? I'm not. Okay, good. Yeah. It's funny because to me, I'm like, okay, so six people are going to watch this show and two of them are going to be my parents. So I don't know why. I don't know why, but, and, and in case you cannot see if you are just listening to this and you're not watching this, I literally have a big ass Stanley cup and my morning tea on here because I don't know if you're anything like me, but I am so worried that I'm going to die of thirst in the 60 minutes that I'm going to be here. So if you, if you come back and you want to bring a cup, you can too. Well, I usually have my cups, but I left it in the car because I was in a rush. I had to... My hair was dirty. I had to wash it, and then I didn't have time to blow dry it, so I put it up in a little bun. It looks gear. It looks great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because my hair is so long, it takes like an hour to blow dry. So I just ran in. All my cups are in the car. Oh. I typically, I'm like you. I have all the cups. Okay, so if for some reason you need to go get one, we can totally press pause, just okay. so you know. Um, okay, so today, like, I want to talk all the things, right? And the day that we are recording this is actually the day after Mother's Day. And both Nicole and I are moms. When I said we were opposite, I truly meant that she is a girl mama. I have four boys. She has two girls. So I kind of want to know how your Mother's Day was. And did you have a great day? It was beautiful. Um, so Sienna, my oldest, want, she's just so sweet and thoughtful. She wanted to make me breakfast. And so the night before she asked, what do you want? I said, just my coffee. She goes, but mom, you have that every morning. I said, but I usually make it. Like, you can make it for me. Uh So it was really sweet. Um, I was like up doing things and she's like, are you in bed? Like from the hallway. (sighs) And so I'm like, okay, hold on, I'll get in bed. And she kicks open the door and she's balancing all these things on the cutting board. And she has my coffee. She has my little green juice and blueberries and so she brings it over and everything starts to slide oh shit thank goodness my <laughs> reflexes I caught the coffee and it had all these rainbow sprinkles in it. it was so cute she added sprinkles to my coffee and to my blueberries to make it extra special so it was really really sweet I love that yeah. that is awesome and I know you went to church because you said that you wanted to do that I did I went to church <laughs> and then oh before that they my favorite gift are things that are meaningful to sure. me. So um, Gilmore Girls is a show that is so special to us. We've, I think this is our second time all the way through. Yeah. And so they got me this little dragonfly necklace. That's a thing in Gilmore Girls. Boy it, moms have not watched Gilmore Girls. At least this boy mom owns the Dragonfly Inn. And so, oh, so we all have little matching dragonfly and really beautiful cards. And um, yeah, so it meant a lot. And then I went to church. Yes. And it was lovely. Good beautiful service and then I went to lunch with my mom and my girls I love it so I got to take my mom to the Lingham Hotel now how I sold this remember I was telling you that I I love the Lingham okay this is my first time ever staying there but my second time having tea and I called my dad and I'm like check it this is what I want to do with mom I want to take mom for tea but will you pay for you guys to stay in a hotel room because I want you and obviously sweetie pie to go sweetie pie is my husband by the way that's how I refer to him that's how 
I think even you, everybody refers to him Wait, as Sweetie so Pie. Wait, so your dad and Sweetie Pie shared a room and you and your mom shared a room? <laughs> they probably would have preferred that. <laughs> my dad and my husband are like best friends. But no. So I wanted my dad to pay for him his room and my mom's Got room. It. And then obviously we paid for our own room. And so it was wonderful. We went for tea. We went and had dinner at a steak restaurant. The Langham is beautiful. The beds are super comfy and cozy. It was wonderful. But then... Connor, my 16-year-old, so Connor is the third of my boys. He plays water polo, and they had a water, a water polo tournament down in San Diego. So we went from Pasadena. I went to Chino Hills. I showed homes, which was crazy, by the way. There was, like, seriously 70 people in this open house, and it was it was insane. But anyways, um, I left there, and then we drove down to San Diego. And poor Sweetie Pie, we're driving down there, and he's like, I have to pee so bad. And I'm all, well, you're a guy, dude. Just just pull over. No, no, no. I can hold it. I can hold it. I'm like, all right, fine. Well, then traffic got diverted, and we got off the freeway. We're on the 15 freeway going south in California, if you're not in California and you're watching this, um, or listening. And we pull off, and I kid you not, five minutes after pulling off, we're at a dead stop. And I'm like, dude, what are you going to do? And we can see like the fire department and stuff like that, like up ahead. And he's like, I have to pee, but there's so many cars around and they're like not going anywhere. So it's not like you could just get out and use the restroom, which I don't recommend you do anyways. But when you got to go, you got to go. This poor guy held it for like another 57 minutes. I know. Anyway, so kudos to David and his bladder. Anyway, so we get down there. (laughs) The boys are all running amok and having fun. And I just have to say this. I, I don't know who plans tournaments on Mother's Day weekend, whether it's baseball, water polo, dirt bike, whatever. Not that there's dirt bike tournaments, but whatever it is, we really have to stop doing that. Now, let me say this. A million moms don't come at me because a million moms post how grateful they are to be at the ball field and how excited they are to watch their kid play. And we are, okay, kids? Like, don't feel bad. We're super excited to be there. But I got to be honest with you, a lot of it is because of mom guilt. Mm, Yeah. If your kid's playing in a tournament on Mother's Day, you want to be there because you want to be with your kids on Mother's Day. You don't actually want to be at the tournament. Like there's at least 600 things I could think of to do with my kids than watch them play in a tournament. And here's the thing. Only one of my kids had a tournament. So my my oldest son is married and he was celebrating with his mother-in-law and then my 18-year-old um had to work and then my 16-year-old had the tournament and then my youngest was just kind of along for the ride so it kind of felt like we were focusing on one kid's tournament with two of our kids yeah this so, is a time that I'm very grateful that I don't have sporting children. <laughs> Mine are arts focused, so I never have to worry about this because I don't think I'd be down. See, and okay, so I will tell you when my boys were in baseball, and baseball, if I have any baseball mamas watching this, baseball is like legit. They they practice Monday through Friday. They have games all day Saturday, all day Sunday. We actually have a girl on our team who we love and adore, and her boys both play travel baseball. And this is the first year I think she said that they have not, ha- they didn't actually have a game on Mother's Day. They had a tournament, but it was a one day tournament. Now, listen, as a mom, we deserve the whole fucking weekend. Like the whole weekend, y'all. Like most moms are working their tails off. They're taking care of the kids. They're making sure laundry's done. And don't get me wrong, I know there are men out there that do that too, but day in and day out, and you want to give us one 24 hour block? Mm, 
Now, here's the other thing I'll say. If you want to plan a tournament on Father's Day weekend, <laughs> do you, boo? Like, I feel like if, if you're a dad and that's your jam, plan that tournament. I will be there. I will show up. I will bring snacks. We'll make sure that you get roses too. Like, I'm here for all of that. But to me, as a mom, I, I hope that I'm not putting words in people's mouths. For the most part, none of us really want to be at a tournament all weekend or half the weekend. We want to be in Lake Havasu or we want to be at the Langham Mm -hmm. or we want to be doing those things. And you have to remember, you know, nine times out of 10 or probably a little bit less than that. But, you know, we also have moms as well. So in addition to celebrating me, I want to celebrate with my mom. So that takes more than one day. So that's my PSA for all those dads out there who plan tournaments. Take one weekend off and just let that weekend be Mother's Day and call it a day. Christmas and Thanksgiving would probably be good too, huh? True. So I didn't realize the dads plan these tournaments. Okay, well, I have to assume that they do. What <laughs> mom plans a damn tournament? True. So um, it's the dads running these teams. And as you can tell, I am not a sporty girl. Okay. So, I mean, I played softball as a kid, but I wasn't at this level. Okay, so generally speaking, yes, it's the dads who are the coaches and stuff like that. And then you obviously have the team parent or the team mom that will make sure that snacks are taken care of. If your kids are little, they still have snacks. Um, But as they get older and stuff like the moms run the show and put things together. But I cannot tell you how many times and I know families who are like super into whatever it is their kids are doing, like they are gung ho 100%. And even they wouldn't mind a weekend off. Mm. So that's my PSA. Anyways, with that said, did I love watching my kid play? 100%. If you saw me on social media, I posted all the things. I did see on social media and I was exhausted by just watching your <laughs> posts. <laughs> From where I I love relaxing. So after my lunch, I just came home. Well, I took a walk and then I laid on the couch and watched a show and watched all of your things. I live <laughs> vicariously through you. <laughs> when you feel like you need some freaking energy. I'm telling you, it we it was so great. I had fun when we got home from San Diego. Um, Jared was actually, my 18-year-old was actually able to get his shift switched. So he was home. And then um, I called my oldest and his wife and I was like, hey, can you guys just come over to the house? Like, instead of going anywhere, I just want some cheese and some wine and he was like (laughs) yes fabulous it was amazing so they came over my parents walked down so if you don't know this my parents live just down the street from me um we bought a house in 2016 that was five doors down and it to this day is still the best thing i've ever done um anyways so they came down and hung out for a little bit and stuff i got some amazing cards i know that girls are generally more sentimental and in touch with their emotions but my boys they were so great so I I did have a great weekend my husband has always been very good about making sure that my boys are very doting over me so I had all the things in the morning I had balloons and flowers at the hotel we were staying at so it was very sweet but did you see the part that I posted where there was a lifeguard at the water polo tournament (laughs) okay I was talking to Billy wait wait did you Okay, someone else posted a meme of, oh, no, no, okay, it wasn't you. Someone posted a meme at the Olympics, and there was a lifeguard in the back that looked like they couldn't even swim and said, like, how pathetic is this to be this lifeguard at the Olympics for swimmers? And for some reason, that went in my head. So that was not at your pool. (laughs) That was it. We definitely were not at the Olympics. But I was telling Billy when I walked in, I'm like, dude, did you see my stories? And he was like, what? And so I told him, and he was like, that is so crazy. Now, here's the thing. Water polo these boys are treading water, right? I know you're not super sports oriented, but I know you know what water (laughs) polo is. Okay. 
So they're sitting here treading water in like 18 feet, you know, 12 to 18 feet of water normally. And geez, that's deep. It's really deep. Well, wow. because you have to think a lot of times they're playing at pools where there's there's like a diving team. Got it. So unless they're playing at another high school, the club portion of water polo will generally play at places where they have like a dive team. So they do have to be relatively deep. So anyways, I'm sitting there and I'm watching these kids and I look to my right and he's sitting up in his podium. I mean, he's straight. You guys has his flotation device. I mean, I could even pull this up and show this to you. He has a uh, flotation device. He has a, a an umbrella over him. He's got his, <laughs> his sunscreen. He was prepared. And I looked at Carson, my almost 14 year old, and I was like, I think he needed an excuse to get out of celebrating Mother's Day. <laughs> And so I posted about it. And one of my girlfriends is who is awesome. She messaged me. She's like, I have to think it's for insurance purposes. Mm, that makes sense. And I'm like, oh, well, that's true. And granted, in water polo, 100%, they are trying to drown the other human with the ball. I get that. But then when I was talking to Billy, Billy was like, well, dude, what if somebody like knocks him in the head? They get knocked out. And I'm like, you listen to me right now. If somebody knocks my kid in the head and he is having issues, I'm going to be in that pool before that lifeguard even realizes what's going on. And chances are we're both going to drown together because my man child is like bigger than me. (laughs) But I will go down with the fight. So I think that that was just hilarious. I was telling Carson that he had to get out of that. So which kind of leads me to to like the next thing that I want to talk about when it comes to Mother's Day. Like you and I had a great Mother's Day, but a part of me really hurts for some mamas out there. Um, I have a friend of mine. I actually have two friends. One who um, lost a baby um, Mm. very early on. Um, If I'm not mistaken, she was a stillbirth. Um, And that just rocks me to my core. I just... I know that I tried so hard to have my babies. I wanted to be a mom. Uh, it was something that was always in me. I know not everybody's like that, but I I can vividly remember telling my mom right when I was graduating high school, and I wrote about this, um, you know, she asked me, why am I sending you to college? Like, you don't even really like school. You're not exactly sure what you want to do. Why am I sending you to college? And I told her, because it's something for me to do in the meantime, because I really want to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm. So when I say I really wanted to be a mom, like, I really wanted to be a mom. But I know not everybody out there is like that. So for me, who really wanted to be a mom, to have somebody lose a baby that they've carried. And and to me, it doesn't matter if you carried it for six weeks or you carried it full term. Um, I do think that once you feel the baby move, there's obviously some more attachment there. But it just, it kills me. And then I had another one of my friends whose daughter was killed in a tragic accident. Um, she was she was ran over by a trailer on her property. And as much as I am so happy to be with my kids, I'm an empath sometimes. And I just, I naturally thought of the both of them. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, they are both celebrating without a piece of them here. So I think that that is huge. I think that Mother's Day brings up some trauma for a lot of people. I think every holiday brings up trauma for a lot of people. But I have a few friends that struggled with fertility issues. And so they waited five, six, seven years, not waited, they were actively trying, but before they had a baby. And I know that those 
mother's days in between were really difficult and hard for them. And also, if you don't have a good relationship with your mom, it's triggering. And you see everyone on social media having these wonderful breakfasts and lunches with their mom and these beautiful things to say. And then there's that yearning in you like, man, I wish I would have had that with my mom. So I think, yeah, it's triggering for a lot of people. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, you know this. I'm not all of my listeners with an S might know this, but you know, we don't really have a relationship with my husband's family. And that was something that took years and years of trying. I'm sure on both parts, like, I don't think one person is to blame for any of this. So I definitely want to make sure that I state that. But you know, on the way home from San Diego, I asked Sweetie Pie, I was like, you know, does, does, do holidays like this bother you? And granted, he's a man and I'm a woman and I am aware that we think very, very differently. But I asked him, you know, does it bother you that like you don't see your mom? You know, you don't you don't plan to do anything with her. Um, I am the one that ordered her gift and sent it and put it from the both of us. And, you know, those things. And, and granted, like I would pick out her cards and stuff like that when um, we were first dating and stuff just because he worked and I got to stay home with my kids. Um, so, you know, I would take care of those things anyways and he would sign them and whatnot. But now it's like and, and by the way, we live one city apart. Like I live here and the next city over is where they live. And. You know, I, I will say it's not it's not horrendous to where like nobody talks to anybody. Everybody's very cordial. Everybody does what they need to do for the kids, which is great. All things considered, like it's great. But I asked him, I said, does it bother you? And he looked right at me and he goes, it, it doesn't. And I don't know if I was more shocked for me or more shocked for him. And I said, really? Like, not at all. And he goes, you know, Lauren, you come to a place where you try and you try, and you try, and you continue to try. And you get to the point where you're you're okay not trying anymore. Mm. And I felt so bad. I was, and again, he didn't, he, he could not have cared any less. And here I am like, really? And I said, you know, I'm glad that we're breaking that mold. And I'm glad that we're not, you know, we're working actively and not pursuing that sort of relationship with our kids because I do feel that as our kids get older and they get married and do things like you're bringing in another family like your time is limited with them Mm -hmm. so I do understand the sharing and stuff like that but you know I really think that it is imperative to note that there are some relationships that you don't necessarily celebrate Absolutely. And it's easier for some than others. I mean, it's not my family. Mm-hmm. So and and like I said, we waited. I mean, it was it was years. David and I had probably been together almost 20 years when he finally looked at me and was like, I'm done. And I said, well, that's your decision to make. And, you know, if you've made that, that's fine. And again, obviously, we keep the kids included. They're always invited to what we're doing with the kids, birthday parties and, you know, stuff like that. Um, but when it comes to Mother's Day, because I am a mom, if one of my sons truly felt that way, it would it would like rock me to the core. So I think that it's like you said, it's so it's so many other things. Mm-hmm. And what about those who have lost their moms? Mm-hmm. Oh Absolutely. my oh my gosh, I have a girlfriend of mine. Um, her mom passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but I just in her posts on social media, I just I feel her heartache. Her mom was just so great and then we lose them at you know some some of us at such a young age Mm -hmm. so I'm lucky to still have my mom granted but you know there will come a day where I'm gonna have to celebrate that holiday without her and it's like that shit is deep I don't 
I'm not here for any of that. So now that that was super deep, I feel like we should lighten (laughs) things up. (laughs) I feel like we should lighten things up because that was really deep. Sorry. Embrace myself this question. (laughs) No, it's a good one. It's a good one. I want to know, in your opinion, Uh what's the best thing about being a mom and what's the worst thing about being a mom? Hmm. Well, my girls are... I have a 12-year-old, soon to be 13, Mm -hmm. but she's like my 16-year-old. And then I have a 15 going on 16. And everyone has always told me that the teenagers are like the worst. Or they say, I date. And so people ask me, oh, you know, one of the first questions are, how old are your kids? And when I tell them, it's like, oh, that must be rough. But (laughs) I completely disagree. I love the teenage years because you get to see them create their own identity and their own passions and they have opinions and the relationship between you and your kids start to evolve into something better do I miss those like like I was looking at old pictures when I put together my little social media post and I do miss those days where the little squishy cheeks and Mm -hmm. the bed head and cuddles with them um so I would I don't know I think motherhood parenting is bittersweet because with each stage, I love it. But then, of course, I miss the previous stage yes. as well. Um, I think the the worst thing is that you're once you've had kids, there's always someone above you. And I heard some quote a long time ago about your heart always now being outside of your body once you're a parent. And so um, I don't know. There's always that constant worry. Are they going to be okay? And then... The best thing is, is the same thing is that there's always someone that you love unconditionally. I never knew what unconditional love was until I had my own kids. Sure. And so that feeling is, in, and I'm going to get, I'm an emotional person. <laughs> and, um, and I'm the worst because you know when people start crying, I'm like, Ooh. so I'm the worst, but that's okay. Go ahead. But um, I think that that is the very best thing to actually feel that deep love and unconditional love for another human being and to experience that is both the best and worst thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for I, me. So just to ask you a question so you said that you you know you hadn't felt unconditional love you hadn't felt it for someone or you had not felt it for you um I don't I don't think I felt it for me either yeah yeah that's deep we'll have to have you on again so we can dive a little deeper into that therapy session I can ball on camera for (laughs) everybody (laughs) that's okay because I am going it's so funny when I was telling my mom this weekend that I was going to be starting a podcast she was like what are you going to talk about so we're thinking about all the things and she brought up my grandma Mm. And I was, and I looked right at her and I'm like, I can't. And I just started bawling at the table. And I'm like, I can't talk about her yet. Mind you, my grandma has been gone for three years this year. So you would think that I, is it three years or is it two years this year? I'm lying. I think it actually might be two years this year. But anyways, I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. I said, this is so ridiculous. She was so ready to, to go to heaven. She was so ready. And here I am crying about her two years later. Mm. So, um, I'm going to tell you that I think that the best and worst part of being a mom is very similar to yours. And I actually think it's the same thing. I think it's them growing up. Um, Like you, I don't miss the stages of when they were a baby because um, I felt like I was really tired. I felt like um, I was a young mom, so I felt like I was very rushed with them all the time. Like, come on, we got to go here. We got to do this, even though I was a stay-at-home mom with them. Um, but I felt like I, I feel now as an, you know, an older looking back, I feel like I was very impatient with them. Mm. 
So what I would love to do is be able to go back just for like one day mm-hmm. and like redo a time. You know, I remember Jared sitting in his, maybe it was Connor, was sitting in his high chair and he, we had somewhere to be <clears throat> and I was feeding him really quick and he took the food and spit it everywhere. And I remember, oh, oh my gosh. And I, I had to clean myself up and I remember being so irritable. He was little. Mm-hmm. He was, he was, he probably wasn't even one year old yet. Yeah. Well, maybe he was because he was eating, but even still he was eating solids. But he was close to one and I was like, what the hell? I mean, I didn't say that, but I certainly felt that. And I know my energy towards him had to have felt that way. Now, will he ever remember that? No. Will I? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's the worst. But I also, and I also feel too that as they get older, they don't have to listen to you, right? Sure. Like Jacob, my 24-year-old, he does not have to do what I tell him to do. And and he shouldn't. That's normal. My 18-year-old now, even though he lives with us, there are still rules he has to abide by. But at the end of the day, if there's something he wants to do, he is free to go do that because he's 18 years old. So that to me is the hardest part is mm. knowing that you're raising kids to be adults. Mm-hmm. You're not raising kids to be kids. Um, so I think that that's probably the worst part is pulling back and being like, hey, this is my advice, but you know, do what you do what you think is best for you. And sometimes their decision is right. Sometimes it's wrong. Sometimes it's right. But then that's like any other human. And then the best part of them, uh, of being a mom, is them growing up. Mm-hmm. I've I've loved it. I love the stage that we're in. I love that I can joke with them and, you know, we can kind of push the inappropriate level a little bit sometimes here and there. I love when they come home and tell me things that are going on at school with their friends and stuff. Um, I love being a part of all the things when Jacob was getting married and I got to be a part of all that. Like I just, I felt so honored and so touched that I had created a relationship with him. And Jacob's my, my oldest is my stepson, right? We don't use step. It's always, that's my boy. He's my kid. I love him. I mean, the whole nine. So I, I am so grateful um, that I got to partake in all the things. So needless to say, and as Jared's getting older too, you know, he wants to be a firefighter. So he's starting his firefighter classes and all the things and stuff like that. And, you know, they still come to you for things. Mm-hmm. It's just so different. So that's my favorite though, when they come to you with things. Yes, I agree. Or something that they heard at school, mom, that doesn't sound right. What's this? And it's probably like the most inappropriate thing ever. <laughs> and you're like, well, this conversation's coming a little sooner than I expected, but you don't want them to be dumb and you don't want them to look ignorant. So, you know, you explain all the things. So I'm grateful for the open communication with my kids. And I know that's something that you've really strived to have as well. Yes, 100%. So, well, I just want to say thank you so, so much for being on here with me. Thank you for being my first guest. Aw, thank you for having me. Of course, I love you. I cannot wait to have you again because I think there is so much. You are such a yin to my yang or a yang to my yin. And um, I can't The universe wait to- definitely brought us together. A hundred. And you can't ever go anywhere, ever. So... <laughs> Anyways, thanks for joining us on the Limbadass podcast. We're off to a great start, in my opinion, and look forward to seeing you guys next time.